Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, also known as Mike Zielinski. My guest again today is Doug Doms. Uh, in our first show, we talked about everything that he's involved with, and it's a multiplicity of remarkable endeavors. But we're here to talk football now, which is where most people probably know you in Brooks County. I mean, the Wilson program, and you alluded to us uh, briefly in our first show, uh, it's about the program. Uh, it's been unbelievable the sustained excellence that uh, Wilson has had. I mean, you guys went 10-2 and two last year and got dumped in the first round of playoffs. A lot of teams would kill for a season like that, and it was considered by some of your fans a letdown. But, uh, but it was an unprecedented eighth straight perfect run through the uh, Section 1 of the Lancaster 11 League. Your winning streak is, uh, what, a record 57 games? Uh, you did have your 30-game uh, regular season win streak snapped, I guess, in week three by Central Dolphin. You just need to, last year, you need to stay away from the Central Dolphin team because <laughs> they beat you. And then what I think shocked everyone, and including you, I assume, but high school kids being high school kids, you guys crushed Central Dolphin East 38 nothing in week two, and then you lost to them in overtime in the playoffs. Was, I know, you know, all defeats, especially playoff defeats, are galling, but that had to really be a tough one. That, that game really hurt because, but I could see it was coming, you know, week two when we played them. They were a young team, all new starters, very good football team. We got up on them early, and they just kind of folded, the, you know, folded. Yeah, yeah. And so then we just rolled them. And it wasn't that we were that much better than them. So we come into week 12, and I'm sitting there going, you know, we're having, you could see in their eyes, oh, we're going to win this easy. We crushed them last time, and we're trying like mad, you know, no, this is a different game. They're a different team. But so I breathed a little fire and brimstone, you know, the beginning of the game, pregame, and we came out and scored two touchdowns, got up 14 nothing. It looked like, oh, here we go again, the kids That thought. might have been in retrospect. And Maybe if you had got off to a 7 right, nothing lead. Right. Because they're thinking 38 nothing. here we go, 14 yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's what we thought. And here we go again, and we didn't do a thing. They're 17-year-olds. We didn't yeah. do a thing, and then they scored on a Hail Mary at the end of the first half, and went in the halftime 14-7. Came out the second half, and we did nothing the whole half. You know, it's an old cliche that sometimes momentum, two words, winds up in the other huddle. And yeah. apparently that's what happened in that game. Uh, we just, you know, they're high school kids. And, you know, I knew it. I could see we were ripe to be upset. But, you know, it's a shame because I think if we play anybody else, you know, we beat them. But, you know, that's high school football. And I blame myself for not figuring out a way to, you know, get yeah. them started. But, but plus, to be fair, you had a lot of injuries last year, including your star tailback, uh, Shane Dantzler, and uh, a bunch of other guys got hurt. Uh, and now, you know, Wilson's remarkable because they're very, you know, unless you have a real superstar sophomore or junior, very senior-oriented program. So every year re retooling. And again, you've lost a lot of good guys in Shane. You lost your quarterback too, right? Colin yep. Powers, uh, Jake Gaiman, John Fox, Nick Klein, Adam Close, Ike Schauenauer. And I'm probably missing someone. Uh, there's a whole slew of them. Yeah. <laughs> so how many starters do you have? And as we tape, obviously, it's early. But uh, how many starters are you replacing on both sides of the ball? Uh, nine on offense and nine on defense. So we have two back each way, which is a little bit better than yeah. a couple of years ago. We only had two back total. So we're – but, yeah, we, we've got our hands full. And, you know, it's, we've always been a senior-oriented program. We go with the philosophy the senior gets the first shot. 
And uh, we generally have between 23 and 28 seniors on the team, and probably 18 to 20 of them start. So, Advantage of that is they're physically more mature and more uh, hopefully in, you know, more football aptitude because they're in the program so many years? Or? That's part of it, you know, and, and we look at it this way. If they've played for us for three years, they've paid their dues. Yeah. They deserve the shot. And inevitably what happens is we have, a, we have one or two or three of them that are average at best football players that just grab it, grab everything we've said, and say, this is my year, and I'm going to play, and they just play far beyond our expectations. What is it about... You know, it's difficult to really sustain a program year in, year out, uh, like you guys have done for decades, uh, with multiple head coaches. Because like you always say, it's a we thing. It's not necessarily you, but I'm sure you have a lot to do with it. Uh, talent cycles fluctuate. I mean, some groups are just not as good as others, athletic-wise. So how, well, how do you always stay good? Although I know this year, you're, you're, I know you're right now you're hoping to be 500, right? Yeah, we're hoping you sound like a coach in the summertime. <laughs> But, uh, well, we lost everybody. Yeah. You know? But that happens every year. You, you have a lot of studs. We hope back, to be right? 500 yeah. every year. I hear we have a lot of good options at quarterback. Is that true? Uh, we have a couple that are battling. We'll wait and see. Do you want to you name know? who they are, or just? Nah, a... it's too young, too early. Okay. What, and I hear you have some good running backs too. Uh, we'll be running back by committee. You know, yeah, we, I don't. Yeah. I don't like to focus on one running back, because well, especially if someone gets snicked. Somebody yeah. gets dinged, so we don't like to get our running. I mean, we always plan on playing 13, 14 games, or yeah, and that's a long season. So if you have a running back that's carrying the ball twenty five times a game, that's three hundred hits he's taken. You know, and, and that's a lot. So we try to we try to limit you know our running backs to about fifteen touches a game. You know, which you can do as long as you can rotate them. Do you find that because of the success of the program and the kids who grow up in the school district realize what's there, that, you know, compared to maybe some other school districts, they're really motivated and knowing that if they have a chance to be on the Wilson football team, that's a big deal. I think, and I, I get this from coaches when they go other places and say their kids, I mean, like, you know, we have summer practice and they say, well, how many do you expect to be there? Well, we expect them all to be there. And, uh, and they are all there. I mean, they take vacations and things like that, but they're there if they're not on vacation. And it's just, I think it's a, it's a culture of the community where they've come to realize or ex- they know they have to do that to maintain that level of success that we've had over the years. So there's no questions asked. They're there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three hours in the morning, all summer long. Knowing that the community and everyone, probably the school board, have great expectations every year, how much pressure is that on the kids and also the coaching staff? It's, it is a lot of pressure. I mean, I, I think I, you know, I was kidding with you earlier. The last guy that went 5-5 five and five got fired, and that was John Gursky. <laughs> Which is amazing to me because he's a legend. <laughs> luckily, know. they rehired him, or who knows yeah. what Wilson football would have been. But the expectations, I mean, once we get that sixth win under our belt, I always breathe a lot easier. I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, you're speaking about but, the program. I mean, I mean, John Gursky built it. I remember back. Well, as a young sports writer, the wars they had with Governor Mifflin oh, yeah. and Ray Lynn, uh, and then Jerry Slemmer, uh, Jim Cataffio, and of course you, and you've been a, such a long part of the program as an assistant coach many years, and some of the other assistant coaches that were Wilson yeah. have become very successful head coaches elsewhere. Uh, you've been around forever. Uh, how have kids Seems changed? Like how, does, how has high school football changed, and how have kids changed, or have they changed? 
I don't think they've changed a whole lot. If anything, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. Yeah. Uh, more conditioning, more off conditioning, weight training. Their technical yeah. skills. Because we've been, you know, PIAA has allowed us to do all of those things. Yeah. You know, the days when you weren't allowed to do anything. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, I mean, there's still limits. You're not allowed to hit and things like that. But, you know, you can do a lot. And as I said, mm-hmm. we do. Um, so I don't think the kids have changed. Mentally, we, they're smarter as football players. Uh, with films, you know, we, we spend countless hours watching films, and, you know, many of our players are almost like coaches on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they make the adjustments and everything else. So, you know, the game has changed, obviously, but as John Gersky used to say, it still comes down to blocking and tackling. Yeah, so, it's execution. I mean, yeah. obviously schemes are important and playbooks, but you got to, uh, you have to execute. Well, it's become very complicated. I mean, yeah. the offenses are so complicated. You know, the days of lining up with three backs in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we almost never see that except maybe a short yardage. Everybody goes four wides, five wides, empty uh, defensive sets. Uh, still, I, th- I don't think the defenses are quite caught up to the offenses for most teams. Most teams tend to sit in one defense. We're very, yeah. very multiple, uh, multiple there. Well, but, which uh, is a major advantage, obviously. Um, we think so. What about yeah. offensively? Yeah, at, at times you probably customize what you do depending on, say, maybe uh, the talent level of your quarterback passing-wise and your receiver. I know you guys always love to run and, and always love to have a great O-line, but then who doesn't? But if you have a, you know, when you have a Chad Henney or a Kerry Collins, you're going to throw the ball a little bit more than elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Kerry yeah. only threw the ball like 12 or 13 times a game. Chad threw a little bit more. Yeah, think that. about that. Maybe you should have thrown 20. <laughs> you weren't the offensive coordinator. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, our offense, we have enough in our offensive package that we don't put things in specifically for players. What yeah. we'll do is we'll tend to move maybe – Run a little bit, you know, if we, if we got a better running quarterback, then we're going to go to the offensive portion of the package that involves the quarterback running. If we have a better passing quarterback, you know, if we have a more of a drop back or play action, you know. Uh, the package is big enough that well, it's just a question of what we focus on, you know, based on personnel. Now, uh, football's a little bit different in Pennsylvania this year because there's six classes. And uh, I, I know right now you're hoping to be, once again, a strong contender in Section 1. I won't say that you're going to win it, but a lot of people think you will. Uh, you won't say that. Nope. But anyway, what about the sixth class? Too early to tell how that will play out. And there will be less playoff games, right? Uh, there will be. There's one less playoff game. Yeah. So there's only five playoff games this year. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the sixth classification system. I don't know why they had to go to it. but you know. um, All it did was all the big schools are still six, so it doesn't affect anybody at the top. Right. And they were saying, wow, there's less discrepancy. Well, you know, the smallest, the smallest 6A school has 495 boys, and the largest has fifteen or 1,600, so that's a 1,200-student discrepancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, when you go below that, there's only a 90-student discrepancy. For 5A, 4A, 3A. But think about that, and I was looking at the list. I mean, we have some small schools in Berks County. We don't have one class one or class two team. I mean, what are there, 12 kids in those schools? They're tiny. They're tiny. Why do you even have a football program? They ought to combine them or something. Well, Aren't you glad you don't coach one of those schools? I'll tell you what, that'd be different. It'd be different. I mean, actually, the one coaching Big 33 only is a very small, came from a very small school, and uh, it's different because you're, you don't have... You know, you we have, have, 90, we have 95 kids out for football, so that's a, yeah. that's a problem. How many guys you cut, you, you cut anybody? No, no. And they all go on the road and they all dress? They all dress, they all travel as long as they do what we ask them to do, you know. I mean, uh, with your success, a lot of kids on the bench get to play. So. 
uh, yeah. Uh, it's hard to get, you know, because what happens is the, you know, if we get a lead, then the juniors typically are going, or the second teams are going in. Mm-hmm. But then come Monday, they're also playing JVs. So there's always, I mean, in JVs, every kid plays. You know? yeah, I yeah. mean, that doesn't matter what, every kid's playing. Which is hard because if you're dressing 50 kids, 55 kids for a JV game, you know, that's a lot of kids to get in. So last year we got the amount of time in the JV games increased, mm-hmm. which helps. You know, trying to get 55 kids in an eight-minute quarter it was tough. But, you know, the kids know, you know, they have an opportunity to play. You know, and how it develops, we go from there. Uh, I, th- I think we're almost out of time, but I was interested. Uh, how long do you plan to keep going? Assuming uh, you don't go 500. <laughs> well, if I go 500, it'll be easy. I get fired, and then I don't have to worry about it. I don't know. That's a question I get asked all the time. Uh, I have a great staff. Um, my health is good. My wife's health is good. Life is good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everything is year to year. I mean, right now, if I left, I think our staff would pretty much stay in place uh, as long as they hired head coach from within. Yeah, yeah. But the problem I foresee there is the head coaches from within. A lot of them that that would like to be head coach have very young children. And being a head coach and having very young kids is... Well, you see that a lot where sometimes know. coaches are very good. They'll get out whatever the sport because they feel like they need to spend time. Yeah. And rightfully so with their kids. Especially when they're little. As yeah. they get older, there's more time. But when they're yeah. under the age of five, you know, they're in bed. I mean, we don't get home till 8 o'clock at night Yeah, yeah. as a coach. So, you know, your kids are in bed. You don't see them. But uh, it's nice when you coach your son. Uh, um, yes and no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yes and no. Actually, I've, I've talked to coaches that have done it and said it was the greatest experience, and I've talked to others that have done it and said it was the worst experience. I guess it, it depends if you can put a strain on the father-son relationship. Yeah. Very much so. Or the, a tough dinner if the kid threw three picks. And well, you're <laughs> you know, the, the, the one coach I talked to said absolutely no football is discussed at home Yeah. when the, when the son's involved. He said that was the only way he could keep sanity in the household. Yeah. So, you know, it's... You know, some people loved it. and You know, a lot of people will distance themselves. They'll coach the opposite side of the ball so they're not coaching yeah. their son or whatever. But. Now, you've coached players' sons, right? Oh, my gosh. A lot that of That makes our, my job so much easier because probably in any given year, we have 10 to 15 sons of players that played for me. Yeah, it seems so, like you've had about 43 Sean hours through the program. Well, is there one more coming? This is the last one that's in. That's a junior. <laughs> that's be a amazing. Junior. Yeah, there's four of them. So. Wow. Uh, how about not the grandsons yet, though, right? No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe then, then you know it's time. Right? I've always said when I get when the first person says, you're my grandfather, I say, well, that might be time to retire then. I don't know. <laughs> hey, best of luck this season. Congratulations on, on a fantastic program that you collectively have done at Wilson over the years. I mean, when people think football in Berks County and the high school level, and we have a lot of great programs. But Wilson is the, uh, the name that comes up first. And uh, congratulations. I Thank hope you. you do this for many more years. And, again, thanks for uh, watching the People Chronicles. And also don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. For now, this is me saying aloha. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.